It's Monday, which here at Breakthrough Marketing Secrets means it's Mailbox Monday. That's the day that I dedicate my episode to answering your questions about copywriting, marketing, business building, and more. Uh, the question, the submission that I have today is from D. Uh, D says, Roy, my biggest challenge is sales conversions. I get some wins, but more often than not, losses. I feel less confident in spending money on ads as a result. And don't forget, if you have a question that you'd like to have answered, you can go to BreakthroughMarketingSecrets.com slash ask. The link is in the description under Ask Roy Your Question. And you can get your question answered in an upcoming Mailbox Monday episode. So challenges, sales, conversions, I get some wins, but more often than not losses. I, I actually, before we like go through the normal show intro, all of that, I want to introduce you to this, this idea that I have in my mind, this, this metaphor, this vision, this, this image that I have in my mind of like the scales of justice, or I'm a Libra. So I think of the Libra, the scales, right? It's, it's those two weighted scales where on one side you have whatever you're trying to weigh, on the other side you have weights, and you put on the right amount of weights until it is even, and that tells you how heavy something is. Well, I also think of that type of scale when I think of creating a conversion, right? So um, on one side is the expected benefit from the offer, right? On the other side is the cost. And so initially there's, there's the cost of the offer, and if you think about, okay, what is the cost of the offer, whether it's the money spent or any other cost, and we'll talk about those in a minute, and there is the expected benefit. And how do you, as the marketer, as the copywriter, keep piling on the expected benefits until it outweighs the cost, oftentimes before you even introduce the cost? How do you keep piling on those expected benefits? And that most often is the secret to increasing conversions. All right, so we'll dive more into that and you know how to deal with this cost versus benefit equation in today's episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you can get more content like this delivered to you. These are the proven direct response marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Furr and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. All right, before we go any deeper, uh, today's episode as usual is sponsored by me. I just want to give you something for free. Uh, this, is an this is an example of a very low cost, low threshold conversion. All you have to do is give me your email address and I will give you the most important book in marketing and advertising. That is a book that was written 100 years ago called Scientific Advertising by Claude Hopkins. I actually recorded an audiobook version of it for myself a few years back and now I just give it away for free because I think it's so valuable. Uh, David Ogilvie said nobody should have anything to do with this with advertising until they've read this book seven times. Jay Abraham has said he'd read it like 35 times and that was quite a long time ago. It's Scientific Advertising by Claude Hopkins. If you go to freescientificadvertising.com, that's the first link in the description, you can get a, uh, a PDF download of it if you prefer to read it or uh, and the audiobook version of it. So you can have it both ways, and all you have to do is give me your email address for that. That's it, free scientific advertising, the first link in the description. Let's dive into this whole question of how to get sales conversions on your paid advertising. And really this is like how to get sales conversions in general. I want to, using that scale metaphor, like 
I continue to hold that scale metaphor in your mind. I want to say that there are lots of different types of conversion. And this is really important because in this particular question, in this particular question said, my biggest challenge is sales conversions. And so one of the things that can happen is if you're trying to zoom right ahead to the sales conversion in the context of paid advertising, maybe what's happening is you're not actually building that appropriate relationship with the customer, even if it takes a couple minutes, even if it takes a couple smaller uh, conversion events that have to happen beforehand, you're not building the relationship with the customer to the point where they are ready, willing, and able to give you money. And maybe some of these other types of conversions need to happen before you ask for the money. So um, if we're saying sales conversion is one type of cost, like there's, there's different types of costs associated that, that you can think of as conversions. So um, if you are asking someone to give you their attention, that is a certain cost. Um, arguably, attention is one of the most valuable resources in the world today. It's also not that hard to get someone to give you their attention, but you need to think about this as the advertiser. Before you can ever get the sales conversion, you're going to need to make the attention sale, right? You're gonna to need to uh, get them to give you attention. And then maybe if you're running paid advertising on somebody else's platform or on websites around the internet, you need to get them to click through. That's another type of cost. That, that click and that, that commitment of that time to investigate your website is a cost. So what are you doing? What is effective at getting someone's attention? What's effective at getting someone to click? Uh, you know, going down the line here, getting them to opt in, getting them to watch something, getting them to book an appointment, getting them to talk to someone directly, getting them to spend a little bit of money with something that I call a welcome mat offer. Others have called it a tripwire, like a, basically just a low price offer, right? Getting them to spend more money, getting them to spend a lot of money, getting them to spend a lot of time and effort with you, right? I don't know. Uh, based on this person and the wording of the question, if they have a high ticket sale, a client sale, whatever, or if it's a very low ticket sale, what it is. But what I will say is that in many cases, there are a number of different conversion events that have to happen prior to that actual um, financial transaction that you want to have take place. And if you're struggling to get that financial transaction to take place, one of the first things that I would say is look for earlier conversion events that you can make happen that you can also use to guide what you do later on. And I want to talk about that in a minute here. But um, so when we're when we're talking about this, I, I just said, what's the cost, right? What's the cost of the of the conversion? But then what's the benefit, right? What what is the benefit that you're going to make outweigh the cost? Um, does it fulfill one of the core desires of like uh, financial security, health security, relationship security, like um, increasing their, their financial status, increasing their health status, increasing their relationship status, like these different things, like how is it fulfilling those and what specifically not only can it fulfill as the product or service, but what specifically is the, is the customer wanting, right? Uh, are you selling a, a health situation when really your, your health uh, solution has a huge financial implication? So, you know, I think of, of like workers comp or something where somebody, somebody being out of work because of a, um, 
because of a health situation, really maybe there's more of a financial uh, consideration going on there, right? Um, so things can have all sorts of different layers of benefit, uh, different desires that people have that you need to recognize what is the core desire that is going to be what for them throws the weight on that side of the scale, right? And then are there any other supporting desires? Like, again, um, you know, maybe maybe the health thing, health is the core driver, but there is a financial desire that is a supporting desire. Um, are there any additional factors, right? Um, is the speed of getting the result that they want important? Um, is the ease of getting the result that they want important? Is it something where they want that result, but they are not willing to pay for it, right? Like uh, they're, they're only willing to look for free solutions, right? Um, and so you have to start to weigh all these different benefits and, and dimensions of the benefit and figure out what is going to appeal to someone to invest whatever cost you are asking for. And then importantly, um, you're, you're trying to throw a bunch of weight on the benefit side of the scale, but they may see it as, um, as an illusion. They may see it as an empty promise. They may see it as something that you cannot fulfill on. So how believable are all the benefits that you're promising? Do you have proof and credibility backing you up? Do they believe that the benefit is going to be something that they can get, not somebody generically? So if you're you know, saying, um, it, it, anybody can become a billionaire, right? It, there may be a huge amount of skepticism involved with becoming a billionaire, and rightfully so, right? I don't know if I could become a billionaire, right? I, I don't know. Like, um, I'm, I'm just throwing something out there as something where they have to believe that it's going to be true for them, not just that you know the path, right? Warren Buffett may be able to uh, legitimately say, I know how to become a billionaire, right? But he may not necessarily be able to teach, you know, any Joe Schmo off the street or Jane Schmo off the street how to become a billionaire. So they have to believe that it is uh, something that is true for them. And then as you think about this, as you think about that scale metaphor and determining, okay, what's, what's the cost that I'm asking for in terms of the conversion and what's the benefit that I'm offering in terms of the conversion and how can I make it as believable as possible to give those benefits weight? What does the actual path look like to the conversion, right? What does the path look like to the sales conversion and what conversions are along the way? So, um, in the context of, of that initial question and saying, you know, I feel less confident in spending money on ads as a result, I get it, I get it. Um, so if you are only thinking about, am I getting the sales conversion or not? And importantly, if that's the only conversion that you're measuring, that you're tracking, that you're trying to improve on, that you're asking for, right? Um, I, I was just looking at somebody's ads last week and they basically were asking for the sale for a fairly complex offer in the first couple sentences of the Facebook ad. So completely cold traffic asking for the sale. Well, you're not gonna get a lot of sales conversions that way, right? So don't just measure the sales conversion. Think about, um, am I getting the initial attention? Are people stopping the scroll? Are people you know, actually watching my YouTube ad, are people, whatever, wherever the attention is, am I getting the initial attention? Okay, once I have that initial in, uh, attention as measured by, you know, view rate, et cetera, 
are people actually clicking through? So I have a certain percentage of people giving me attention. I have a certain percentage of people clicking through. And then maybe you have an opt-in or a lead conversion step where they enter their name, their email address, whatever your form asks for. And what percentage of the people do that? And then is there an appointment step? Is there an initial transaction? What's the next step in the um, in the in the conversion sequence, right? And so you could be saying, I'm not getting sales conversions, but the problem might actually be that you're not getting leads to actually book an appointment. So somebody enters their email address, but they're, they're, you're not getting them to book the appointment for the call, the consultative selling call that's necessary for you to sell your service. Well, then the problem is not necessarily the sales conversion, the problem is getting them to book the appointment. And that's a different question, right? Um, so you have to be able to identify what is that sequence, right? Um, and then and then any upsells after that, right? After the initial transaction, what additional sales are you making? And so you want to think about like that entire conversion process, that path to conversion and through conversion, and ask what can you do at each step? Like what's their decision making process? What's the conversion required? What is the cost? What's the benefit, right? And and are you creating benefits that dramatically outweigh believable benefits that they believe that they're going to get that dramatically outweigh any cost that you are asking for to help them make that decision? What else can you do to facilitate the decision making? How can you like make it as easy as possible for them to make the right decision with a significant number of the people uh, having the right decision equal doing business with you? And um, along the way, don't forget to do things to increase the, the customer value. So things like cart value, increasing the initial transaction size, lifetime value, increasing the value per customer. When you increase customer value, it actually makes it easier for you to invest more. And sometimes what you might find is you may be struggling in your niche to make those sales conversions because you don't understand that your niche, for example, if you're trying to get sales conversions at $10 a piece, right? But everybody else in your niche is running like $50 a piece for the initial transaction. Well, you're probably just going to continue to struggle unless you fix the economics portion of it. So you have to understand in my niche, what are people actually spending to get that initial transaction, that initial sale? And you have to be ready, willing, and able to spend that amount per transaction, right? And then as we've thought through this, right, we've thought through the process, we've thought through, okay, what are we going to get to make people convert every step of the way? And what are all the individual conversion events that are going on throughout the sales cycle? Then increase sales conversions with testing, which is exactly why Scientific Advertising was the sponsor for this episode, why I want you to check out that link in the description. Because when you have a testing mentality and a testing methodology that you can lean on, you don't necessarily have to like be some genius at creating conversions. You discover your genius by testing, right? And start by testing at the top of the funnel. Start by testing where you have the most um, measurable behavior. Start by testing where you have the most traffic, right? 
And so initially, you're gonna not test for the sales conversion, you're not gonna optimize for the sales conversion, which by the way, if you're telling like the traffic platforms, algorithms, the AI, to optimize for the sale conversion, but it is deep in your funnel, for example, you have like the, you know, the click, the opt-in, the, the appointment, and then the sales conversion, it's gonna struggle. The AI is gonna to struggle to make any meaning out of the data that, that you give it. But if instead you're optimizing at like the lead step where they actually first enter their, their contact information, it may not be that those leads are your perfect leads, but you're gonna be giving the AI a lot more data to be able to give you a lot of leads. And then as you're able to invest in getting a lot of leads, you may be able to optimize deeper into your funnel um, using the AI, but it needs the volume to do that. So um, part of the reason we test at the top of the funnel is because there's the most volume there. So even like testing awareness, testing your, your initial ads, what gets the most attention? What gets the most views? What gets you, uh, what stops the scroll the most? It's the fastest to test. And it also tells you what the market is responsive to, what people are willing to stop and watch, what people are willing to stop and read, right? And this is just, this is like the ads on the other platforms. And then you learn from that what messaging resonates, what messaging works, and you can use that knowledge down into the funnel. And so you can use that knowledge from, you know, what you tested just to get awareness and maybe perhaps clicks on your landing page to get more opt-ins, right? You can use that on your sales page to get more views of your video sales letter or on your webinar replay page to get more views of your webinar, right? Whatever it is, like you're, you're learning from the, the broadest um, testing possible and you're developing the message that people seem to respond to, that people seem to resonate with, that hopefully should match all those benefits that you were brainstorming versus the cost, right? And then you're trying to just convey that, hey, you're getting all these benefits, right? And um, so in the context of this and my uh, maximum that you need to be testing more, I'm gonna go back to some wording in the question. I get some wins, but more often than not losses. I feel less confident in spending money on ads as a result. Here's the reality. The vast majority of copywriters and marketers, well, they lose more than they win right? Or at least they don't have big breakthrough wins all the time. Maybe maybe you get good at copywriting. This happened to me fairly early in my copywriting career once I understood things like the deep structure of, of persuasive messages and how to structure a, a sales letter. Like I'm pretty consistently able to be profitable with my advertising. I'm pretty consistently able to, to write stuff that generates some sales, right? But that doesn't mean everything that I write is a huge winner, right? And so you want to use controlled testing to minimize your losses and then scale your wins. So you could test 10 different ads, you could test 10 different whatever, right? You could test 10 and you may have nine losers, but that one winner may be enough to scale to more than make up for the nine losses, right? And it's about learning through testing and seeing what works and making the most of what works and cutting losses, you know, as soon as it becomes relevant on anything that's a loser. And so you do need to be careful with that. You do need to be thoughtful and planful with that. But calculated risks are all over the place in the world. And especially in the context of entrepreneurship and direct response marketing, you need to be willing to test, but also test in a way where you can limit your losses and where you can scale your wins. And that's one of the great things about online advertising is you can often do that really quickly. 
especially when you know to pay attention to things like, hey, can I test at the awareness and clicks level as opposed to trying to test at the conversion level where there's just going to be a ton more um, investment that's required to get meaningful data in terms of does this create the conversions I want or not. Um, I hope this is helpful. Um, it's, it's more of the mindset and the way to tease apart the, the entire sales process than it is telling you, okay, do this one magic trick to uh, increase your conversions on your sales ads and paid, uh, paid ads. But this is the kind of thinking that's required if you wanna be successful at this. It, it, it really is. And you have to be able to, to like step back and break down the process and break down, okay, what, what cost are we asking them to invest versus what benefit are we offering? And is, is that benefit worth it? And how are we testing at the different stages in the customer funnel, customer journey? And that's what's going to lead to overall more success. I'm Roy for this Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Don't forget, um, if you have a question that you'd like to ask, you can check out that link in the description. Also, you know, don't go away without subscribing uh, via requesting your free copy of Scientific Advertising. That'll also sign you up for uh, daily updates for Breakthrough Marketing Secrets episodes. You can also like and subscribe here so you can get more content like this delivered to you every day. I guess I said it before, but I'll say it again. I'm Roy Fur. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. I do this every day, so I'll see you again in tomorrow's episode. See you soon. Bye. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.